Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. It's garbage day, so I know it's Thursday. So it's funny how you have these little <laughs> benchmarks in life to let you know <laughs> yes. what day it is. And it's not that. Uh, are we we're talking retired. trash? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. We're actually, trash yeah. talking, yes. Hey, um, a lot of things are going on. Uh, you heard about Mitch McConnell, right? He's uh, going to step down step as down. minority leader uh, in November. Isn't it funny how he times that to the elections? I, I thought th- he could do it tomorrow if he wanted to, right? They could he could change tomorrow, but he's yeah. not leaving the Senate. By the way, he's just stepping down as minority leader. He's still going to be a senator. You know that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. He's still he's still there. He's going to have the Senate. Well, you know, it's funny. He's doing that. Uh, what was what's his name? Romney. He was interviewed, and he was they were talking to him about you know Trump versus Biden. He's going well. You know Biden. Uh, his uh, his uh, foreign diplomacy is a lot better, and, uh, you know, he's oh. got character. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he goes, but, you know, Trump was brilliant on the border and a lot of other things, but we won't be the shining beacon on the hill. The hell we won't, Mitch. I mean, uh, it, you, you know, know uh, it, the, the thing that gets me about Romney is that he was good at um, BSing the multitudes for the long— I mean, I can remember when he was running for president— I was supporting the guy. I was standing by his side. I was thinking, boy, he's going to be a great president. Little did I know. Well, you know what? The give- I never thought he would be a good president, Bill, the, but I did support him. The giveaway for me was the first debate he had with Obama, he took Obama to the cleaners. Everybody talked about it. It was like, wow. Everybody mm-hmm. tuned in for the second debate, expecting the same guy to show up for that debate. And it was like... He turned a switch off. The power was gone. It was like he had no fight in him. He had no no reason logic uh, to his argument. It was like he was lost, and he lost the election. Him. Yeah, exactly right. And exactly he's still right. holding to that uh, today. He did that interview, and they said, "Well, you know, if the election's going to be held, is Trump going to win?" He goes, "Oh yeah, sure. He, he's he'll probably win it. He, he, he if it were done today, he'd win it." Romney said himself. Trump is going to win it. The people yeah. want him, and he will most likely, unless something changes, win this November. Well, he's already said he's, he's Romney's. Uh, this is it. He's done after this term. Yeah, he said he's not going to vote for him because of character. He really, you know, even though he tried to say no. Joe is great at foreign policy, well, Joe is in the same club that he's in. He's been bought and paid for. You know what he's ticked off at? And I can still see the image in my mind. When Trump was um, just before he was the president-elect of the time, Romney wanted a position in the cabinet, desperately wanted a position in the cabinet. And there's a picture that I, I, maybe a lot of people have seen it of him uh, sitting at a restaurant with Trump, having dinner, and you can see this big smile on his face, and and essentially he's making a sales pitch as to why he he deserves a job on on Trump's cabinet. And uh, Trump was polite to him, but I guess he made some comment later, like I knew by the appetizer that <laughs> this wasn't the man for the job, and I guess uh, Romney didn't like it, and. Uh, from that point on, it was like, uh, I'll fix him. You know, if he wants to go to the left, I'll pull to the right and vice versa. And he's done that consistently. You know, that's yeah, the kind why, of- why this tit for tat stuff. You know, if somebody goes, you're not the right person for the job. You know how many times I've been turned down for a job? Well, of course, I came from radio. Yeah. I mean, there, there have been a lot of times. But unless somebody does a an attack on you or something like yeah. that, well, in their opinion, and the, it's their opinion that counts. You weren't the guy for the job. Now, if they hired a buddy, then that tells you right then and there that you know, you know what you know what Romney's. Uh, I think I'm not sure whether it was Facebook or his Twitter handle, but Romney went by the name of this is the truth, the pseudonym of Pierre Delecto. Yeah, Pierre Delecto. That now, I mean, the name by itself sounds laughable, and uh, but he thought it was pretty cool and. If you wanted to contact or if you wanted to comment about something without being Mitt Romney on uh, on Twitter, he would use his Pierre Delecto handle. And uh, after a while, people caught on as to who he was, and the the jig was up, as they would say. But you know, not you know, the thing about Romney too is he's one of these guys where he made a lot of money. He came from some money. People forget that his father 
was George yeah. Romney. George Romney was the uh, chairman and president of, uh, was it AMC, I believe, American Motor Company in uh, Detroit? Oh, that's a great fine line of cars. Here. Yeah, and uh, but they made a lot of money. And, and also, yeah, George, George Romney was also in government, had success. So he came from lineage, but he had, Romney had some success uh, in politics. I mean, he was a Republican, in name only, Republican governor in Massachusetts, which is a pretty big accomplishment no matter what you are. I mean, the mere fact that uh, he was Republican in the, in the uh, chief executive of Massachusetts uh, office is, speaks volume. Well, not really. It means that you're a rhino. It means that you're a rhino because you yeah. can't you can't get into office in Massachusetts without being a Democrat or having their, you know. Their, Do you think that's still going to hold with everything that's going on? Because I see a lot of people there posting, and they're upset with uh, well. You know, I think there's, I think there's a system in place in almost every state. I mean, I say a system. It's a political organization. It's like a political machine in every state. And no matter what the mood of the general public is, you know, I I think that engine, yeah. that engine, uh, stills the election what, is what you're yeah. basically saying. Well, that's right, and that's what you got to break. You got to break that engine. You got to disable that yeah. engine in order for that state to be fair again. I know that sounds uh, a, a bit sad, but uh, boy, I, I think that's the case. You know, Bill. Well, it, it's got a history of corruption, look just at, like California did. Look at, look know, at Illinois. Does, still. Look at Illinois, yeah. what that judge did in Illinois yesterday. Um, well, yeah she, yeah, she sat there and goes, well, I don't care what the people say. Um, he, uh, Trump's an insurrectionist. He's, yeah. uh, he can't be taking one, him off the ballot. One judge, one corrupt judge in Cook County, uh, Illinois, uh, has, has ordered that Trump cannot be on the Illinois ballot. Think about that. Mm -hmm. One corrupt, uh, ridiculously corrupt judge. Uh, and, 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 you know, they can do that in every state. They can right. do that in Boston. They can do it in Philly. They can do it in Baltimore. Now, now they're all waiting, by the way. This is all going to be, uh, if the Supreme Court comes down with the right decision, then it's all a moot point. But for for a while, right, for a while, they get their their moment in the sun. You know these uh, leftist judges. So yeah, anyway. and, and they'll they'll continue to do what they're going to do, spew their negativity and uh, their vehement out there. And even if uh, the Supreme Court rules in favor of Trump, which by the way, the Supreme Court uh, has taken up the presidential immunity thing, in which I that was the big news yesterday. And I'm going like, well, yeah, you kind of yeah. have to, uh, you know. And I I don't know if it's a foregone conclusion which way they're going to go because no. They, they, I, I can't tell you how many times recently the Supreme Court has disappointed me. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I, but you know that if they take, uh, if they, they take his protection away, well, that takes it away from everyone. Obama too, but or at least I would think it does. But all hell's going to break loose on Trump. They are going to, they you are going to take every shot they can. We're being told how great Biden is. Yesterday he had a physical, and everybody said, "See." He's in great physical shape. Of course, he didn't take a cognitive test, so we don't know where we don't know whether he knows whether one and one is two or one and one is eleven. I mean, this guy is this guy is um, he well, he can walk okay. Base well, don't ask him to go upstairs. I, no. You know, we we didn't well, we didn't do the up the stairs test on him. But uh, right now, the only the only qualification he has to have is that he's breathing. And he's got a pulse. <laughs> That's true. You know, yeah. uh, we had the Michigan primary the day before yesterday, and uh, they were talking, CNN was talking about uh, the different results that came in uh, for Biden. And uh, I got to play this for you. This is John King talking about the results in Wayne County. This is what Joe Biden received. Again, forgive me, 1,141 votes. Dean Phillips. 54 votes and uncommitted make sure I get this right 3,703 votes so that's a wow if you look at it this way this is 23% and this is 75% <laughs> um, 
it, it hurts for these guys to say this. That's John King from CNN. He's saying that Uncommitted had 3,703 votes in Wayne County, and Joe Biden had 1,141 votes in, yeah. in uh, Wayne County. And he's the incumbent president, folks. But and see, he got the, his ass handed And to that's him. one of the largest, that's Dearborn, Michigan, and that's one of the largest uh, Muslim communities. They're not happy with, uh, with Joe Biden and how he's handling the Middle East. And uh, he, he's now feeling their wrath, so to speak, in that area. Uh, well, Tlaib has got to be happy about that. You know. Yeah. Well, I I think that she I think she uh, voted uncommitted. Tlaib proudly voted yeah. uncommitted uh, in the Michigan primary. So, um, in, interesting stuff. Um, Biden is a, uh, you know, he 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 think he tells the world by the way that everything's fine and we got everything under control. He had the audacity to come out yesterday, Bill. I don't know whether you saw this. And he said, we're doing amazing things to fight crime, this administration of mine. And we're really ahead of the game. Uh, that being said, another illegal alien was arrested for raping a child. Uh, an illegal alien from Honduras arrested in Louisiana for raping a 14-year-old girl and stabbing a man during the robbery. Uh, I guess he raped, I guess it was rape and robbery. 19-year-old Angel Matias Castellanos Orellana raped... Oh, you say that so well. Thank you very much. Raped a minor teen at knife point on February 20th and stabbed a man multiple times in the face uh, on February 25th, according to police. Now, mind you, this would not have happened if the border were secure and good old Angel... uh, Castellanos Orellana uh, hadn't been allowed into the country, but he was thanks to thanks to Joe Biden. So that poor little girl had to suffer that uh, rape, and and uh, some guy I guess who tried to protect her got stabbed multiple times in the face. Well, you know, uh, according to uh, Katie Porter, a California Democrat running for the state senate, yeah, you know, just one incident should not be, you know held as the, the reason to shape immigration uh, policy. Uh, one plus one plus one plus one plus one. It seems like there are tens of hundreds, maybe tens of, you know, maybe up into the thousand. Do we know how many incidents like this there are? But there's one or two in the news every damn day. They don't and, want you to look at it, though, Bill. They don't want you to pay attention like that. You don't be so critical. You know, don't be so... Uh, specific about all these you know in general isn't this wonderful how all these people have found refuge okay they they can't get jobs so we're paying for everything for them i mean it's a full boat ride as they would say if you if these people were going to a uh, a college right they would have okay. a full scholarship you know if, if if being an illegal in this country okay. is like a full scholarship hey yeah yeah okay so we got the immigrants coming in yes and they're getting, uh, they're, they're trying to give them documents so that they can vote, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're already giving them money, all right? And well, the, Joe Biden's giving them money, all right? Okay, let's, let's just now set that aside. Then Kamala goes on the news the other day and goes, okay, for students out there, if you register to vote, all right, this is your homework assignment, you register to vote, we are going to pay you. Really? Kamala, yeah, you're you're giving federal dollars to get people to register to vote, and of course, and you your know, problem with that is what? <laughs> uh, it's called buying the vote, election yeah. interference. Do I need to go on? And, but you know, they have the audacity, Bill. She didn't just say it; she said it with warmth and conviction. This is like it was a a real good program we're putting in place. We're going to pay all these people, but see, they didn't say we're going to pay you to vote. What they said is, we're going to pay you to sign people up. I heard her say mm-hmm. it. She didn't come out and say we're going to pay you to vote. But she, if she's paying a bunch of people to go down, what, what she's paying them to do is gather up all your friends and yeah. get them to the polls, you know, which yeah. is interference, it, I, at least as far as I'm concerned. It's election interference. And, you know, yeah, you could make the case, oh, you should not pay in for the vote. Okay, I go gather all my friends or I gather right. people to go to the poll and vote. Who am I going to gather? 
I'm going to gather people that I think will vote probably the way I want them to. And I'm going to get paid by the federal government to keep them in power because that's what they want me to do. I mean, I'm not stupid. You know, you know I'm going to sit hey, there. Bill, I can, I can say to them, I gathered up my friend Bill Knight and all of his friends. We all went down and voted, so you should pay me. And you can turn around and say, I gathered up uh, Jim Harrington and all of his friends and uh, brought him to the polls, and you can pay me. So essentially, they can figure out a way to make it so that they're being paid to vote. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm That's saying? That's what they're doing. They're, they're, they're conniving ass. Yeah, <laughs> be nice. Be nice. This is a no, family show. No, it is. A, you know. I know. Um, they're, 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 they are liars. See, I still, you, know, I'm a, you have to almost whisper this, but I still am one of those people who believe that uh, there was election interference and fraud well, in 2020. But, you know, you say it and you got to whisper it because, you know, the people in power and the people in the media, they don't want you saying it. Have you heard, have you heard, uh, I, I like Newsmax, I watch it, out of all of the uh, networks, maybe it's the most, the most honest. And even, even that being said, Whenever you mention the 2020 election and the possibility of election fraud on Newsmax, they have to, by, I guess they have a regulation, they are required, the anchor is required to read a disclaimer which says, we at Newsmax recognize that the election was above board. And I mean, it is literally a prepared statement that they have to read to keep themselves out of court because I don't know whether you remember this or not, but when when uh, twenty twenty happened, and they well, were on they were on the bandwagon, they got sued. And well, one of the, let me one, just one, say of, this, one of the know, settlement agreements was to read a disclaimer, and they still do it. Yeah, and that is stupid. You know. Yeah. Well, by the way, I, I did get a certified letter uh, yesterday. Did you really? Uh, yeah, we, Jim and Bill, do uh, acknowledge the fact <laughs> that the uh, the election was yes, yes. Stolen. Was, uh, no. He can't I can't read. He I can't, can't read. Yeah. No, but seriously, we live in an environment that is um, almost like a police state now. Isn't that? I mean, you think, you know, I heard a great uh, uh, audio clip from Tucker this morning. Uh, Tucker's, you know, he's amazing. He said, we were eight days in, in Moscow. He said, and I'm not a, I'm not somebody who's a Moscow supportist. He said, look at, he says, there's a lot of things that we have that they don't have. We have a much greater level of freedom of speech in the United States than they do in Russia even now. Okay. But he said, what I was amazed at was the cleanliness on the streets, the security on the streets, mm -hmm. you know, uh, he said, and there was another thing, but I can't remember. There were three things that he pointed out. And I thought, wow, he said, he said in the United States, we've, we've lost that. We, we don't have safe cities anymore, you know, and it's so true. It is so, so true. I think to myself, I worked in New York, never once worried about my security, really. I, I, it was, uh, I walked 10 blocks from Grand Central to my studio where I worked and 10 blocks back to the train. Uh, I never felt like I was in danger. Because New York, and that was prior to Rudy Giuliani. This was back in the uh, mid to late 70s. And it wasn't quite as secure as it was during the 80s with Rudy. Rudy made it right. a real safe uh, city. Uh, but now, uh, if they said to me, hey, Jim, uh, we have a job for you uh, in New York on WABC or something like that. Uh, it'll, it'll be a great job. It'll pay well. I would say, uh, well, Fine, but I'm going to do the show remote from my studio. I'm not coming in. I don't want to be in New York. Uh, I don't want to risk my safety and security to uh, walk around that unsafe city. The police officers, when I was uh, working there, you saw them and you felt secure. You felt if anything happened that was against the law, they had your back. But because the mayor of New York doesn't have their back, you know that they don't have your back. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a ripple well, no. down effect. The police have been told what they can't do, and uh, they've been told, "Hey, look at you bring a guy in who's committed a, a crime. We're probably going to send him up on the street within 15 or 20 minutes. I mean, he's going to be released. He's not going to jail. 
you know, that, because that's how they work. They've ruined the security and the environment in these major cities. He, and Tucker was saying, you don't have that in Moscow. He said, so he said, I'm not, I'm not being a, uh, somebody who's is trying to sell you on Moscow and Russia. I love the United States. But in recent years, we've sacrificed all of that. These democratic cities have sacrificed the safety and security of the cities. I mean, look at Boston. Would you want your kid to go to college in Boston right now? I mean, I like Boston. No. I, I love. I worked in these cities. It doesn't matter how great the city is, what its history, you know, and how beautiful it is. If you got corruption, you got corruption. I, I think, and Boston is in trouble. It's shrinking in population. Yeah. The government is, or the the governor is woke there, uh, and with everything you're doing as sanctuary cities and. I mean, I see people there complaining all the time. No, I'm not a resident of of Massachusetts, but I do go and visit a lot, and I'm uh, up there a lot. So mm-hmm. I see and hear yeah. um, a lot of things going on. And that's why I sit there and I wonder, is, is Massachusetts maybe uh, going to be Republican? Because they're sitting there going, the people are not happy. They, they go, oh, you know. They, they, they got to break that the, machine, though. That machine in Massachusetts, Bill, is awful. It is so, so powerful. Uh, and, and It's always it, been there. Yeah, it has it's been. It's always for, been there. For decades, there. Bill. Yeah, so you're not, yeah, I mean, look, the police used to be corrupt there. I, I don't, and may still be, I don't know. You know, Eric I Adams, really when he got into office, he bragged about how New York was a sanctuary city. He bragged about it. Listen to, what well. he, listen to what he said uh, the day before yesterday. Now, we, the overwhelming number of migrants and asylum seekers that are here, they, wanted, they want to work. I still don't understand why the federal government is not allowing them to work. They need to have the right to work, like all of us that have come to this country had the ability to do so. But those small numbers that are committing crimes, we need to modify the, uh, the sanctuary city law that if you commit a felony, a violent act, we should be able to turn you over to ICE and have you deported. It is a right to live in this city, and you should be, you should be not committing crimes in our city for doing so. Right now, we don't have the authority to do so. Okay, this is the mayor of New York, and by the mm. way, he's saying, he says, uh, the, not allowing them to work. It sounds like vote, but that's his mm. New York accent. Uh, which is screwing that up. Uh, but uh, I still don't understand why the federal government doesn't allow them to v- work, not vote, okay? Uh, some people would say, well, that, you, know, it, you have to listen carefully to that. And I also have the transcript in my hand. But uh, this is a guy who he bragged about the fact that it was a sanctuary city. And they proudly said, But Come he's on. still trying to tote the line saying, you know, yeah, you commit a, a, an egregious yeah. crime, you didn't get the hell out. But. Uh, but otherwise, you got the right to work. Well, what about the citizens that are looking well, for jobs? New York is in a hell of a – it is bottom of the list on productive – they've got no money, and they're going, they're going broke, and they're chasing away business. I mean, you've got investors pulling out now because of the Trump case. Yeah. And here's Letitia going, we're going after the biggest beef producer in the world yeah. because of – Greenhouse gas. They, oh, this lady. This lady they is violated some of our. She's a communist. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. She's a communist. She's. Oh a, yeah. She. This. I mean, this. In my humble well, opinion, you know. Uh, you know, she was paid. She got money to take on Trump. She gets money besides everything. She she actually profits from it. So she goes, hey, she is now the revenue arm of that state that is. Dead last of all the states. They are in the hole. They've been there in the hole before. So if you're a business, get the hell out of New York because they're coming after your money for, and they've got laws there that, and they're the only state where you can get away with like what happened to Trump. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, Jim, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to bring you up on charges. No, you cannot defend yourself. Oh, you want to know what you were charged with? You don't have the right to know that just realize that you are charged we've already made a determination but uh, to protect your rights you will have a trial there won't be a jury there and you don't get to defend yourself uh but just understand that you will be found guilty you know just imagine what new york's gonna look, imagine what new york's Welcome gonna to look new york. like in five or ten years in five or ten years new york is going to, you think it's bad now if they don't put 
the brakes on what's happening in New York if it continues to to become corrupted, more corrupted, obviously corrupted. Uh, people, they won't even, they won't even be. The trains won't go into New York. They will stop in New Jersey. <laughs> they will not go. That's the kind of situation that um, they're they're headed towards. They're headed toward mm-hmm. a, a, a lawless society in that city. They have Venezuelan gangs now that have been kicked out of Venezuela. By the way, Venezuela has said, we're not taking them back. If you want to send them back, we're not taking them back. Well, I would say to Venezuela, if you ever expect to see another dime of USAID ever, you're taking your people back. You know, you're going to take mm-hmm. your responsibility back. But they, they may stick their heels in. They may figure, hey, up yours, uh, U.S., you were dumb enough to take them. They're yours. Well, oh. yeah, they're here now, so what are we going to – we do have to deal with them. We open those doors freely thanks to Joe Biden. They are here. Yeah. By hook or crook, they're here. Does that mean, Bill, are you saying they should be citizens? No, not saying that at all. I'm not even saying take uh, unpopulated land and give it to them. I am saying that we need to document where they are. They're undocumented uh, citizens. Well, they're illegals and undocumented. Let's go ahead and document them and then uh, see what we can do to re, uh, you know, rehome them somewhere repatriate. else. Repatriate, yeah. Re, yeah, repatriate them. You know, the thing is, um, as far as I'm concerned, there's no difference between what Biden has done to our border and uh, allowing the illegals in the country than if, if there was a, a guy who said, uh, look, I want to break into Jim Harrington's house. Uh, and I need a weapon, and I need uh, the right tools. And if I and the guy said, "Sure, I can get you all that stuff." Here's the weapon. Here's the tool. Here's the combination to his locks. Here's the key to his doors. Go ahead, mm. have a good time. In in law, that guy would be just as guilty as the guy who broke into the house. You know that that guy would be just as guilty. But well, yeah, but not not in Biden. Uh, no, he isn't. He, he tries to tell you all the good things he's doing. You know where he is today? Uh, probably on a beach somewhere. I don't no, know. No, no, no. Joe Biden is on the border today. Oh, Joe yeah, Biden that's right. is down today's at the Thursday. border. It's Thursday. He's down at the border. Of course, Trump Thanks. is at the border, too. Yeah, he's there, too. Now, different borders, uh, parts of the border, I believe. Yeah, yeah Trump is going to be at, uh, I want to say, um, Eagle Pass. And now, I think you know that- what would have been funny? What? It would have been funny if uh, they both would have been at the same place because Biden does not want to debate Trump. Trump said, hey, I want it any day, any time. Let's do it. It would have been funny for him to show up right there, just happen to pull up with the news yeah, crew. They can't sneak up there with, with Secret Service. You know they can't well, sneak no, up. No, you can't sneak up. But then again, yeah, well, but it would it would have been funny to... Uh, you know, come rolling in on the, the campaign bus and his secret service meets their secret <laughs> service. Well, why don't we have a compab? You know, we, we brought uh, we brought a nice buffet for all you secret service people. And we'll let the camera sit here and listen to the two talk. <laughs> Trump say what he wants to and Joe can go. Yeah, that would have that would have been interesting. Boy, a kind of a spontaneous debate. Except it would have been very one-sided, and Joe would have just been interested. Well, would, in, they, Joe would have would just lock. been interested in the ice cream. Uh, that's about yeah. it, you know. And uh, they would they would lo- find a reason to lock Trump up. Oh wait, he likes Rocky Road, and uh, Biden likes uh, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. tutti free swirl. Yeah, by the way, uh, the Fannie Willis case, uh, yeah. the closing arguments on are uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, the Fannie Willis case. Well, when is it going to be decided? I think that he, they. I heard a. That was a good question, Bill. And it was. I heard an expert say March. he'll take the weekend probably to think about it, and he'll probably have a ruling sometime next week. The judge. So uh, this could be or, behind us. Actually, if it's going to be bad news for the right, it'll come out in the weekend. You're damn right. It'll come out after five o'clock tomorrow, or it will. Uh, come, you know. I think he's trying to find a reason not. My gut is he's trying to find a reason not to hold her accountable and to say, you're off the case, you're going to be disbarred the whole nine yards, which all the evidence points that she should be off the case. 
she ought to be disbarred. She ought to, they ought to dismantle that DA department because it's hers and she's corrupt. And that throws the case out the window. But he is a Democrat, a former Biden DOJ person. And although it appears he's trying to do the right thing, he's still true to his calling. And I just what you're saying is you don't trust you don't trust judges. And in all honesty, folks, uh, based upon recent history, uh, you shouldn't. You shouldn't trust him. Because even the left media is going, yeah, this is not looking good for her. But, boy, if it goes in her favor, two things are going to happen. The media is going to go, say, there, I knew it, I knew it, yeah. And, oh, now, wait, Trump just better wait now because it's not going to be a, a vendetta or anything like that. Oh, no, no. Well, it, it's going to be, you know, she's going to sit there and have every gun in the world aimed at him. You see where um, hold up. Laura Ingram had uh, uh, Victor Davis Hanson and uh, mm-hmm. senior contributor to the Federalist Chris Bedford on as a guest last night. They were talking about the Biden campaign and and the reality that they're starting to approach the general election and the polls don't look all that good. Listen to this. First polls are closing in minutes in Michigan, and Donald Trump is, of course, set to win the GOP primary bigly. And although President Biden will also win his primary, he's facing strong headwinds from every direction and seems to have a real commitment issue. I did vote uncommitted today. I'm planning on voting uncommitted. We should send a message to our Democrats that we're just not happy with um, what's going on, not just with, like, here, but abroad as well. Joining me now, Chris Bedford, senior contributor at The Federalist, and Victor Davis Hanson, senior fellow at the Hoover Institution. Victor, uh, we're seeing a lot of division um, on the left. Obviously, there's division on the right as well. But just how big of a problem is this going to be for the Biden campaign as reality begins to set in as they get closer to the general? Yeah, I think we're getting to a point of no return, Laura, with the corruption issue, the cognitive issue and the unpopularity and disaster of his uh, agenda and now this defection within the Democratic Party. It's more of a question of not if they're going to try to remove him, but when and how. And I don't think they have the answers to either one. It's really the most remarkable meltdown of a presidency we've seen in our modern era. And it's juxtaposed with probably the greatest political recovery of Donald Trump since Richard Nixon in 1962. And Donald Trump, the more they try to demonize and incarcerate him or uh, use lawfare against him, the more popular he becomes. So it's just it's bizarre how things have just flipped since uh, 2021. It's remarkable. And I, I think they're in a dilemma and they don't they ha- they know what they have to do, but they don't know how to do it and when to do it. Well, MSNBC is worried because Biden's problem of the uncommitted voters um, may uh portend a much larger problem in the general watch. This is a problem all across the country, and I hope that the president and Blinken can get this thing calmed down, because if it don't get calmed down before the Democratic convention, it's going to be a very ugly time in Chicago, I promise you that. They're going to have to tell B.B. Netanyahu, hey, dude, we're not going to lose our election because you're scared to go to jail. Chris, Biden was hinting at a ceasefire coming. Will that stem the stem the uh, the exit exit polls for that we're seeing tonight? I think it's probably going to take more than that. I mean, some of those actions like that might bring back some of the white liberal voters we've seen getting interviewed, some of the younger woke folks who just for whatever reason, their education decided to side with Hamas on this. At the end of the day, when they're faced with a Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, they might come around. But in a state like Michigan, where Joe, where Donald Trump had made historic inroads with a lot of working class white voters, the Democratic Party's left behind and left on the table, they need a lot of those Muslim voters who, who aren't as fickle as some of the young college students, et cetera, who may, back a, back a, may end up backing Biden in the end. Those voters you've seen interview after interview with, I think he might be losing that coalition. They've got a different foreign policy idea than what the White House currently has, and it's going to take a lot more than just a call for a ceasefire to bring them back. Uh, Victor, a new Emerson College poll has Trump trouncing Biden in key swing states. Check this out. He's up 10 points in Nevada, nine in North Carolina and Georgia, five in Pennsylvania. He's winning Wisconsin and Michigan as well. Now, Victor, those are strong numbers, no doubt. 
But I've talked to uh, you know top Republicans who are remaining very worried about mail-in ballots and believe that Republicans may still, after all these years, still not have a strategy to get their own mail-in ballot initiative going in states where they don't control the legislature. I'm very worried too. I think if you look at every demo demographic, Trump is doing much better than he did in 2016 and 2020, especially he's up to maybe 18% of blacks and 42 or 3% of Latinos. But if you have these swing states that have gone from 35% mail-in balloting to 70%, and the rejection rate of invalid ballots has fallen from four to 5% traditionally, down to 0.2 or 0.3 when they're flooded with them, then you've got a real problem that I think that they're gonna have to win by four or five points in these swing states to cancel out the, this advantage they have in mail-in balloting. And that's, you know, I don't wanna be too conspiratorial, Laura, but when you see seven million people flood the border and yeah. they're open, it's not, a, it's, it's not laxity, it was a choice, it's deliberate. I think it's coinciding with the availability of mail-in ballots. Well, uh, they knew that this was coming. So if they don't have the lawyers in place, if they don't have the strategy in place, Republicans have no one to blame but themselves. Chris and Victor, thank you. Hey, Sean Hannity. Okay, that's uh, Laura Ingram last night with uh, Victor Davis Hanson and Chris Bedford talking about uh, the situation right now as they see it as far as the 2024 election. And it's not looking too good for Joe. I think it was interesting when Victor Davis Hanson said it's not a matter of if they'll replace Biden. It's a matter of when. Making it sound like it's a fait accompli. It's already a, a done deal that Joe's not going to be the final candidate in 2024. Oh, I believe that. And I, you know, I still think that the, they're going to drop the Newsom bomb. Not that he's a great oh my uh, governor because he's not. Look at California. Awful. Some $73 billion in debt. Uh, Newsom just did a thing for... Um, Oh, Panera Bread. Oh, yeah. Exempted. Yeah, well, Exempt. it, it, what, what, there was a really good logical reason for him to cut Panera Bread slack, and that was? Oh, I have no idea. I'll tell you. Go... He was a major contributor. The guy who owns Panera Bread was well, a major go. contributor to his campaign, period. So they don't have to pay the mandatory state uh, minimum wage sure. of 20 bucks an hour. They That's can right. Pay, All you have they to can do pay is... a lot less than Fork over a few bucks to my campaign, I'll take care of you. You donate to me, I'm going to save you some money. Yeah, I'm Kevin Newsom, and I'm running not for, but maybe I am, yeah. for president. Well, Gavin Newsom is I'll a— I'll buy a, your votes, and I'll buy your money. Gavin Newsom has nice hair, and that's about it. He will lie— well, I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know. He will lie easily in front of any camera, anywhere, anytime. We saw it—we played a cut yesterday. He was on uh, television— uh, over the weekend, and he talked about uh, Joe Biden uh, going to uh, watching Joe Biden work was like watching a master class. That was the description that he made on television in front of the world to see. Well, you know, you know Joe Biden had his his uh, his doctor appointment, his checkup, and Joe Biden came out and said the doctors told him he looks too young after the physical. You know, you're just a young looking buck there. Are you sure, Joe? I'm, I'm sure they said that. By the way, I do believe that uh, he also had a visit, late night visitor uh -huh. uh, from uh, Strom Thurmond who uh, gave him oh, his really, he's good friend. His, yeah, good his good friend. friend. Yes. Yeah, um, his personal endorsement, uh, endorsement came back from the great beyond. Yes, of course. Um, interesting stuff. Uh, French President uh, Emmanuel Macron told reporters, I don't know whether you heard about this, this happened on Monday. He told them in a meeting on Monday that the prospect of sending Western troops to the Ukraine, he didn't say French per se, he said Western troops to the Ukraine could not be ruled out. Of course, that immediately sent the leaders of Germany and Spain <laughs> and, and uh, all, the, all England into a tizzy because... Uh, they don't want to send any troops to the Ukraine, you know. But this clown yeah. in uh, in France, uh, we, we may have to leave that option open. It may happen. Didn't yeah. we just say we're not going to send American people over there, but if the Western troops have to go, that means us too, right? If it's NATO, right? If it's NATO troops, then yeah, we got to go. It's, it's all for one and one for all. Yes. That's what it is. That's yeah. that's the way that goes. And and the French know about that one for all business. Yeah. You know? Oh, you got to love it. Uh, also, um, 
interesting stuff happening in the Ukraine right now. Uh, they are still pushing for the, was it, $60 billion from the U.S. Uh, they need that money. They need it quick. Uh, it was interesting. We played a cut yesterday from Tucker Carlson, who uh, mm. talked about the fact that, uh, was it Tucker who said that uh, Russia is making seven times the number of artillery shells than the entire NATO group altogether. If you took all the NATO countries, grouped them all together, and then counted up the number of shells they're making, Russia is making seven times that. How do you well, win? They, well, we don't make that kind of ammunition. As a matter of fact, you've got... Uh, we're shutting down gun manufacturing and ammunition manufacturing here. Now, I know one of them pulled up their stakes. I think it was Remington. Now, they are moving down yeah, to Georgia. That. That's, not, that's not a brilliant move. Georgia is not a friendly state. I would have gone to Alabama yeah. or to uh, Florida Texas. or something like that, or Texas. Yeah, yeah but uh, Georgia, that, you know, you're just, you know, you're jumping out of the pot and into another fire. So, sorry, but that's not a brilliant move there. But you know, Russia's got a good industrial uh, uh, mechanism there, and it's a military mechanism, too. They're making the hardware. They're making the ammunition. They have, they have, they have the manpower there. They are They have the raw materials, in, by the way. They, they have all the raw materials. They don't need to get stuff from other countries. No. They, they have, Russia's a very rich country when it comes to minerals and stuff to make. Now, now they, make, they make money, too. You know, you say, oh, but they're a poor country. Biden fixed that for him when he shut down American production of, uh, you know, gas and oil. When he did that, Russia uh, produces not the, the cleanest, but they produce a lot. And they're making money from Turkey, sure. India, all, all of the countries that need that and the fuel for the, the winter months. Now, they did shut off some of the streams to get people to comply and say, well, you know what? We're going to turn off the faucet here for you guys for a little while. And that's going to do two things, make them comply. And the other thing is, while they're sitting there freezing, well, we can turn it back on. But, eh, you know, it's been shut off for a little while. Can yeah. I take a little more, yeah. little more grease to the palms here? A little more money from you guys yeah. to squeeze. Yeah. Hey, by the way, speaking of, uh, uh, of European countries, you see where uh, a German, uh, I guess, battle uh, destroyer? Uh, they honed in on a what they thought was a missile, and it was an, an American drone, and they fired mm. on it. They fired, I guess, two missiles at it, and the missiles didn't hit the drone. That doesn't speak very well for uh, uh, the German Navy. I mean, usually when you fire on a, on a target with two separate uh, missiles, and usually you hit it, you know, but mm. these two missed it, and they were drones which means they were operated remotely from some site in the United States, I guess. So mm -hmm. um, I thought that was interesting. We uh, Maybe they don't want to go to war with Russia because they just aren't ready and they know it. You know, Maybe, the, maybe they don't want to have any troops in the Ukraine because as bad as things are in the Ukraine, if they send their troops there, it'll only get worse for everybody. I, I can't believe that they're going to allow uh, the Ukraine to send F-16 airplanes into Russia to attack sites in Russia, you know, that which is now we're getting closer and closer to that that world war that we don't want to talk about. It's it's going to it could happen, folks. It could happen. You we, 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 we don't believe it. We we watch our television at nighttime and we read our newspapers and we have uh, uh, gatherings with our neighbors, and we just don't want to think about the possibility of what nuclear war, World War III. But seriously, it still is on the agenda. We have to remind ourselves that, was it Medvinsky just uh, two weeks ago, the second in command in Russia said he believes we, he didn't say we think we should, he believes we should uh, have a, a, a nuclear strike on Washington, D.C. I mean, holy smokes. For the second in command to say that, you got to hope that Putin stays alive because if this guy gets control of the country, we're screwed. You know, I mean. Well, I think we're screwed anyway. It's just a matter of time. Well, I, yeah. I'd like to think that you're wrong because, my God. Uh, okay, let, let's look at it this way. Putin is in better health than what people have reported. But, you know, like everybody, you know, you can't fight time. 
time, you know, at some point in time, it's going to catch up with him. Yeah. And someone will step in. It does look like the leaders that fall under him, you know, they are pro their country. So they're going to do whatever they can to protect their way of life. And if that means war and these other people seem to rattle that saber more than him. And I don't think it's all for show. I think it's, hey, this is what we can expect. You know, I don't see, unless Trump gets in, that we have anybody in place that doesn't relish the idea of going to war. Wow. You know, I, I didn't want to put these stories back to back because it's, it's kind of a lot for everybody to uh, to mm. take at once. But I wanted to report this, too. Uh, this happened in Prince George's County in, uh, I think, Maryland. Uh, they had a homicide unit uh, arrest 25-year-old Nelson Granados Trejo in connection with the murder of a toddler in Prince George's County, Maryland. Think about that, a toddler. Uh, in the police report, it was reported that Nelson Granados Trejo uh, had no fixed address, but did give, uh, uh, but did not give details as to uh, whether or not he was an illegal. Come on, folks. Come on. Well, the next paragraph. Now a U.S. Immigration and Custom Enforcement spokesman has confirmed that Nelson Granados Trio is an illegal immigrant from El Salvador. So there's another. In the same hour, in the same podcast, I've given you two separate and distinct murders that have taken place for no good reason, right, by an illegal that Joe Biden waved through. Go ahead. No problem. Go on in. And a little, a toddler. These are, these are, it's bad enough that it's a murder, but they're, they're doing it to our most vulnerable, our innocent. You know, even that 22 year old nursing student out for a jog, she, it was a beautiful day. She was doing something she'd probably done every day since she's been in school going for a jog. She goes out and her life is taken from her for no good reason. By an no. illegal immigrant, you know. No, I mean, we could go on and on. I, I, I only mention this, and it's it's futile to say it. We're a small cog in the media, uh, you know, scheme of things, the grand scheme of things. But I I feel obligated to mention these things because you gotta know there are consequences to to breaking all of these laws. These mm-hmm. people. They aren't here anymore because, because Joe Biden and his administration so casually, so, so intentionally opened the door and let them into this country. Let them in. Well, Joe Biden and his administration are responsible for a lot of things. Was the election stolen? Well, you be the judge on that because insurrection, it's an accusation made by the left. Just like, and so that is their quote-unquote conspiracy theory, just like if you say, well, that election was stolen, that is something you believe based on the evidence that you see out there. Now, you probably don't know who Steve Baker is. Now, I think you do, Jim, but Steve Baker, probably not a name to you, but, you know, he works for The Blaze, Clinton Beck's thing. And he was out on January 6th reporting everything and bringing to light you know, uh, you know, everything that was going on and that, uh, you know, it was a, a Fed surrection. You know, this was all staged and everything. And the Biden administration has ordered him to report. He's got to now come because they're going to prosecute him. Really? They're going after him. Wow. Nearly three years after the January 6th, Because he reported something. Because he happened to be there and what he saw and caught and noted, you weren't supposed to see that. You are guilty of fake news. Is this a police state we're living in or what? Yeah, it's a police state. So, and what, you know. uh, That that is, is, Bill, that is, is, I, I can't even wrap my mind around that. I mean, to think that we've come, we've stooped so low, the things that I used to read about when I was a kid that were happening in the Soviet Union aren't happening in Russia anymore. They're happening in the United States. 
thanks and to did this. Did they group. always happen? Yeah, did they always happen in Russia? Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Maybe there's a deeper state out there that's flooded over this way. But either way, we're living that way now. What that does is that sends ripples into the news community. The people on the uh, on the left are going, "Ah, eh, we're safe because uh, we're backing up the you know the the rhetoric of the left." You know, people that are sit there center or right that might say, wait a minute, uh, let me question that. Well, that makes you go, maybe I shouldn't ask any questions. Maybe I should just accept life under the mushroom and the Democratic machine because that is what they're sent. That's the signal that they're sending is shut up or we're going to come and lock you up. I mean, wow. That's democracy. When so, when a Democrat goes, you're taking away our you know, democracy. You let's know, explain what their democracy. They're is. still putting people in jail for January 6, 2020, and there are still people in that jail in Washington who haven't gone gone to uh, to court yet. Yeah, I thought well, you. I thought you were required under law to have a speedy trial. Yes, you are. Yeah, they can only detain you for so long, but no, they don't. Uh, well, they will if it's an illegal. We got an illegal. You can only hold him for 24, 48 hours. You got to no, let him out. 15 Sorry, minutes sometimes. Out. 20 minutes yeah, sometimes. Yeah, let him go. He's, you know, what harm could he be? You know, and, you know, if you sit there going, well, what about the children? Again, I will remind you that we are the number one traffic, kid trafficking importer in the world. For all kinds of crimes, I'm talking sex crimes. I'm talking the meat drugs. house out in yeah. drugs. The meat house out in California. If you want me to explain that, I can. What a meat house is, but it's it's an old term that goes well, a long way. My wife and I were watching a video just uh, yesterday uh, on TV. Uh, on, it was a news report, and it showed some illegals who casually came across. They had the audacity, by the way. Seriously, in one section of the border, the bad guys in Mexico literally cut a door into the into the uh, the wall. You know, they mm-hmm. literally took metal cutter and cut a door, put it on hinges. So now you literally can walk up to this section of the border and you can open the door and they can walk through the wall. In mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself. You know, for them to cut that metal, it had to take a lot of work, and it was a, a torch, and it was bright, and it had to be seen by everybody. Why what, weren't these people stopped? But they weren't. We supposedly have drones flying over the border all the time if we don't have people. Supposedly, we have people seeing what's happening. Did we just let this happen? But the thing I wanted to point out, Bill, was in this video that I watched yesterday, there was this child that came across it looked like by itself if this child was if this child was three i would have been surprised maybe it was two and a half and it was walking by what looked like itself into the united states and i'm thinking to myself you've got to be kidding where are the parents maybe the parents were there i didn't see him but it sure looked like in this why would you leave that child unattended no that child was directed to walk across and you know somebody's gonna who knows what happened to that child yeah Bill, they say they say a lot of the children come across and they disappear god bless that child and damn the person literally that takes and abuses that child they do i wish i wish only the worst fate for you if uh, you have if you have that mental capacity that you are going to do that to a child then you are not a human being and not worthy of the skin that you live in, in my mind. I agree. The worst type of criminal is the type of criminal that preys on children and women. But children, the most innocent and vulnerable, they, they can't protect themselves. And once again, we are the number one trafficker of children in the world. Amazing. And... That is your democracy. That's not just the Democrat democracy. Unfortunately, we all have to own it. Yeah, it's it's uh, our democracy. So, in a roundabout way, and don't yeah, that means yeah, you and me too, Jim. We're you know I don't know what we can do about it. Maybe just this one thing. Maybe talking that, about it. Maybe talking maybe about making it. people aware of it. 
A lot of people if, don't. You know, we have a tendency in this country to stick our head in the sand. You don't want to believe that this can be happening here. You know, but, you know what, what I find amazing, every so often you'll see a news story that'll come out and say, and in so-and-so, a suburb of Chicago or whatever, they found this, this house where the, they were trafficking children or, or something like that. And I'm thinking for a considerable period of time, that house in that neighborhood just, what, passed? It, it just was like a normal house? People mm-hmm. saw people coming and going and didn't suspect anything? I guess so. And I'm thinking, how many houses and how many neighborhoods are like that? How many, how many, they got to put the kids somewhere. And they're not all going into warehouses. A lot of them no. are going into, into houses and neighborhoods. But yet, what what happened to all those children that were being bussed and flown around? Some right here in my community, all over. I, yeah, in, in all fifty states, they've been there. And then in the in the dark of the night, you know, they say the say the most heinous crimes happened around three or four in the morning, and that's when those buses would roll with those kids. Yeah, speaking about a heinous crime, there it is. Well, I mean, so you know, we uh, we have it happening all the time in our country. You just said it. The biggest trafficker of uh, of children in the world, human trafficking, uh, it's it's not something that you, uh, it's not a badge of honor. Believe me, it's the uh, it's a distinction we'd rather not have, you know. And I'm hoping you know. Wonder why you wonder why Trump is uh, doing so well because he's promising to put an end to this stuff. He's promising to send these illegals back to the countries that they came from. Now you and may I, not like that, but understand something: they're going home. They're going home. Right now is like a vacation for most of these people. They've gotten here. They're getting all this free food. They're getting all of this. Uh, uh, they're seeing the world. They're being uh, shipped around the country free of charge. It's it's like a vacation. But when Trump gets back into office, he's going to ha- he's gonna send a moment. And Stephen Miller, who's an aide to, uh, to President Trump and has been for years, he said the plan would be uh, to have the local police departments, they know where the illegals are in their town, have them round them up, put them on buses and trains and planes and ship them down to the border where they would be, uh, they would have staging areas and and I guess they would have airports and fly these people to their final destination. And it will be cheaper, by the way, to do that. To fly them mm. around the world and get them back home, even might even might even be cheaper to give them a few bucks for their walking around money. Say, look at you're going home, but we're not sending you home penniless. Uh, here's uh, I don't know five thousand dollars for your time, and uh, you're going to be able to go back home and get yourself back into order. You know they're still mm-hmm. going to work, uh, but th- it'll still be cheaper in the long run for us because right yeah. now there's no end in sight. Yeah, you know, they they attack Trump. They try to say he's a crook, but they didn't prove that in New York because he wasn't a crook. It is the way business is done. They're chasing away business. They're trying to say, you know, he was a bachelor of indiscretion. Well, you know what? Maybe he was. Maybe he wasn't. He is a changed man. They sit there and they challenge, you know, his his faith or his Christianity. Who are you to judge? And let's talk about your indiscretions. Anger on. Look at him. I mean, he's not oh the jewel God. of the Nile. He's you, the troll of the gym. He, he yeah. likes to wear tight-fitting clothes, no underwear, showing off his junk and going up to the women. Hey, I'm Ingram, man. Uh, you, you, you want to get with me? You know, th- this is a judge who, yeah. who did a ruling that affected the entire country, right? This is the power that these guys have. That judge in Illinois yesterday who just, uh, for no good reason, uh, removed Trump from the ballot in Illinois. Uh, exercise the power. I guess she has, but she shouldn't have. There should be checks and balances. There's checks and balances in everything else in this country. You would think that there would be checks and balances in a case like that. Well, you know what happens? You know, Biden can go to jail for what he's doing, but his DOJ is not going to arrest him. But you, my friend, can arrest him. You know, uh, citizens arrest. Well, uh, yeah, no. but you, your you, but your arrest will happen if you do what Trump says, and that's overwhelm the polls. You got to do it in such mass that they cannot 
you know, steal it by the way they want to. And if you want to do something, get a job. Everybody flood the gates to get a job, to work in the polls and make sure that you're, you're standing right there beside them and you see somebody doing something wrong, you don't do anything wrong. But if you see them doing something wrong, you make a lot of noise. I should also point out before we end the show that uh, uh, I've been watching, paying attention, and I still have not seen one story on the uh, the balloon that they fo- they found flying over our country. I guess it was last weekend. You're saying, what? I didn't hear about a balloon. U.S. military, they were tracking a high-altitude balloon over Colorado. Uh, the Pentagon uh, sent jets up. Uh, the balloon was intercepted by NORAD fighters over Utah, mm-hmm. who determined it was not maneuverable and did not present a threat to national security. How they knew that, how they knew that is beyond me. And think about it for a second. They yeah. didn't get out of their jets and stroll over and check out what was in the uh, the, the whatever was on the balloon or in the balloon. I mean, we talked about this, what was it, a couple of days ago, about how uh, yeah. it could have had a pathogen on it or some kind of virus? Could have been. Could have been. So they didn't have wing walkers or anything no, like that. They, they didn't could have, walk out on the no. wing of the jet and jump over on the balloon. No. But, you know, up, up, and away, it was a beautiful balloon. Wouldn't yeah. you like to fly in that balloon? Well, that was that was what. There's probably, uh, it's got to be, I would think, out to sea by now, don't you think? But still, well, we maybe. heard nothing. How do you know it's out to sea? Because you got in the jet stream. How do you know that they don't have maybe, you know, model airplane gear that has a little bit more oomph to it with batteries to where they can fly out of the jet stream and go backwards? (laughs) Maneuver it into, look, they know weather patterns. They know it can go up to an altitude and then end up going back the opposite way from where it was coming. Bill. They they didn't want us to know about the second balloon, right? They didn't want it because the media. Well, there's been more than two. The media <laughs> was uh, kept in the dark, which is not hard to do with this media. So we have to wonder, like you said, uh, how many other balloons are up there right now, flying over our country, being sent over here by China, and we don't even know anything about them. They could be over your house right now, checking you out. When you go outside to get the mail, wave. Somebody could be watching. <laughs> you know, uh, I, yeah, it, it's crazy what the, uh, what they're doing with that. They're taunting us. But, I, you know, they could do a lot of the stuff from satellites. Uh, but they have these balloons because you don't hear them. Well, Bill, the thing uh, you can't uh, do from a satellite is you can't seed a country with poison. That well, I was just going there, yeah, and that's that was what we brought up the other day, and no one's talking about the balloon, let alone that, but yeah, you could have pathogens up there, diseases up there that you could release over the land. Uh, you could it could even be something as simple as a pharmaceutical pathogen that um, you know America's living too long. Hey, or, what if whoa. what if you want to mess up the uh, the public utilities, for example? What if you want to mess around with the uh, waters in in the United States? Uh, could you drop something from a balloon uh, sure. into the water? Could you could you drop something into the electrical grids around uh, the different cities that have a, a maybe an effect down the road? You know, some could kind of jam- corrosive or whatever. You know, could you monitor or jam signals from up there? You wouldn't take a lot of power. I mean, a satellite that shoots down a like XM satellite, right? You know. Yeah, you might have a half watt up there. I mean, it gets yeah. its it gets its energy from the solar panels up there, charges up enough. Same thing with the balloon well, because it's a, at a frequency and a height to where you know wait, a wait, little means out, a lot. What's out in that area? Utah, Colorado, uh, isn't uh, what? There's a mountain out there that does. Uh, NORAD has a big facility in. I mean, could you go out and possibly uh, send some kind of a a virus into the security system in our country from a low-level flying device like a balloon. You know, I mean, it might be harder for them to to uh, have an effect on uh, a country's sad, uh, security system from a satellite, well, but it might be easier from a lower level like a balloon. Well, NORAD monitors everything. They monitor missile launches the whole nine yards. So, and they're a secure bunker down there, but they have to have outward antennas somewhere. So somewhere... Something by cable is connected to go back right. to their monitors inside. So this is totally hypothetical, and I'll just say That's that. Kind. But let's say you put a balloon up there, 
and it has something that jam- that will send out maybe a little script. Yeah, transmit a little script that, that over goes, and over and over again. Well, not even. Well, it could do that, or somebody sitting there monitoring. Uh, sir, I've just uh, detected multiple missile launches from the Soviet Union. Do you have time to sit there and analyze and guess it, or do you launch? Well, I mean, that's that's a scary thought, uh, but the point is we're allowing these things to fly over our country, and nobody seems to really care anymore. It's like it's a, uh, not a big deal. It's just a balloon. And, so uh, we're being numbed. Yeah, the, the, we the, are. These balloons are numbing us, yep. and uh, we're just sitting there, look, balloon, pretty balloon. Yeah, it's, hey. uh, I mean, it calls for a fifth dimension song, Wouldn't You Like to Fly yeah. okay. in my Chinese balloon. Now anyway, it's time to end the show. It's time to end the program. He's breaking out into song. Uh, if you want to uh, contact us, our phone number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at jimandbill.com. jimandbillatmail.com. There we go. We got I, it all out I there. think that's it. I think uh, we only have one thing left to do, and that is? Well, I have no idea what it is, so I'll just see you tomorrow and say, hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. This is CRN America.